Welcome back to the Girl Covering Podcast. My name is Kelly and I'm here today with Han Smallwood who is a transgender and LGBTQ plus advocate and also a very good friend of mine. So Han, welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) Three years ago, Han came out as transgender and he has been going through the process of transitioning ever since. All right, Han, so let's first talk a little bit about your experience within the LGBTQA plus community and your experience with that. At first, before I figured out I was trans, I was definitely like, oh yes, I'm a lesbian. No. (laughs) Um, There was, I definitely played around with labels um, for a while, um, especially when it came to gender as well. So my experience in the um, LGBTQ community um, has been good. Um, I've been very fortunate to have like good people around me. Um, who are willing to cooperate with, you know, trying out labels and pronouns and all that fun stuff. And I think it would have had a very different experience if I didn't have them for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you came out in high school, and we also had, like, quite a few supports in high school. But do you think it was harder to do it in that environment? Do you think high school played a part in how you came out? Um, I think if I was given the knowledge earlier mm-hmm. i would have been out so much earlier yeah but um you know they don't teach you that in elementary school no <laughs> um but having like a present gsa helped and it just so happened that my f- my friend group from elementary school just all happened to be queer individuals which was pretty cool mm-hmm. um so it wasn't like difficult in that sense um it was more of like this social transition from you know Cause like I didn't come out in grade nine, I came out like in yeah. the middle of high school, so everyone already knew me before. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of like, oh, that kid cut his cut their hair, I guess. Mm-hmm. What are you now? I guess it's just that weird in between. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the hardest. Um, and I also didn't have any of my name changed and everything done then. Oh yeah, yeah, cause I was like middle of grade twelve, twelve, right? Um, or end of grade twelve. No, I think I got it. If, if I've, I've you had some. I started it. Oh, yeah, 12, yeah, yeah. I don't think I got it till college. Oh, officially. yeah, because you called me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but that, that was... That had an impact, too. Yeah, because it was a long, long process. Just because I messed up the paperwork four times. Yeah. <laughs> but that had an impact on it, too. But if I had the resources earlier, it would have been done so much easier, and it would have made my life a lot easier. But, you know, the world's going that way now. Yeah. <laughs> but it had a slow start, for sure. Like, the way that our high school was and how the process was now is so different from when just like my sister was in high school because it was Mm -hmm. completely different for her what was the impact on your mental health after you transitioned oh so good (laughs) (laughs) so so good um especially working in like customer service um my voice was something that would like bug me so much Mm -hmm. um to like days where like I would ask to not be on drive through because like if mm. I got called ma'am I'd have a mental breakdown. Yeah. Um and if you probably asked me to do this two years ago, I probably would have told you no. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so I've been so conscious of my voice. Yeah, because that's so part of who you are, right? Yeah. Um but that was like the biggest change that was like probably the best. That and just like passing and not that passing is like the be all and all of being trans, mm-hmm. but it's something I am comfortable with and kind of like aim for. People, you know, are like, cool, ruin the gender binary. I don't care, right? Yeah. You know what? If, you, if you're comfy doing that, go for it. Um, but I, I, prefer my little, I prefer my little box um, and just to fit in that, which that's okay. Um, 
but having that comfort of like knowing that like the rest of the world sees me like how my brain is yeah. um impacted it so much for so many good reasons um and like even schoolwork too like my second semester um was really bad um and that was the semester before I was, <laughs> that was the semester before I started started teas yeah um I finished fine like I passed everything Mm -hmm. like with pretty okay marks but like if you compare it to my third semester i just did like they're like stark contrast yeah um so yeah because you come into who you are and you can finally actually be who you are yeah you don't have to worry about it yeah like i remember we used to go out for food sometimes and people would be like okay ladies like Mm -hmm. and to me because i had known you for so long it was just really strange to me because i've only ever seen you as a guy like i knew you as a girl but hardly mm-hmm. so i only ever knew you as a guy so i just didn't see it but the thought of that and how some people still don't understand that people see themselves like this why do you have to question that mm-hmm. um did you ever face any of that take back from anyone directly you had a pretty supportive circle yeah no i, mm-hmm. I lucked out honestly um anyone who in my life who was who like i came out to was like okay with it mm-hmm. and was very supportive and I'm very, very, very lucky because I know it's not like that for a lot of trans kids. Mm-hmm. Um, some get kicked out, mostly in the States it happens because, you know, it's the... um, <laughs> yeah. it's, it happens less in Canada, but there's always those instances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like here there's a little more support for yeah, it and like a little more support in like homeless shelters and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I really, 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 really lucked out and I'm incredibly grateful for that because that would be really not great to go through <laughs> yeah like coming out as transgender five years ago would not be the same thing yeah no no so i mean it's good that i mean canada is improving it's getting there hmm. yeah it's still like a little slow but like i know at schools and stuff they make schools are so different now yeah they're so different they a lot of schools have specific supports in place just for that community within their school no like even um like just now yeah like there it's crazy how much advocacy there is now after Mm -hmm. we've left Mm -hmm. um and they really make up they really have tried to make a point that like this is a safe space yeah if i was i wouldn't i wouldn't have come out in grade nine if i knew yeah i wouldn't Mm -hmm. it just didn't mm, no yeah (laughs) there wasn't enough visibility definitely not no um within any like student body and mm-hmm. just like you know clubs and stuff as well yeah. the gsa was pretty quiet yeah up until like we took it over yeah um and then sure. it's, it's stayed loud and proud since yeah um which is really nice like when we were in our 12th year just a bit of contact so there's a club at our high school that was called the gay straight alliance but it was changed to gender gender sexuality alliance it kind of flip-flopped between yeah the and for the beginning of our high school it was relatively quiet but then han and our the rest of our friends kind of took it over and it became a lot bigger and in our last year at high school there were a lot more i guess straight people would you say who were supporting it than there used to be yeah no there was definitely a lot more people who were coming out to for to be those allies versus yeah. just the few closeted gay kids that are like i need a place to be seen yeah and be, you know find other people who are mm-hmm. like similar and the size that it was it was like double the size that it oh yeah be. even now it's still like 
pretty big. Pretty big, yeah. 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 They did finger painting the other day. I thought that was really cute. That's really cute. So good. I'm really happy they've still, it's still like kept up its, um, you know, its engagement because I was really, I was really worried it was going to go back down again. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think they've like built it up enough, and the kids that are in it are like within the more like popular That's circles. Good. Yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of them are in theater. Yeah, <laughs> but um, having that influence, being so involved in theater, they're already pretty seen by the schools. So yeah. having theater and GSA like tied mm-hmm. with the same people mm-hmm. gives that visibility, right? That was a little bit like when we were there because your book was GSA, which was newscast. It was just all, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. one. You're right. Yeah, we were all kind of tied together in that case, weren't we? Yeah. But I remember... I was of that. Yeah. Because huh. I was on student council at the time, and I remember I was kind of that GSA advocate, and we were getting there with them, because I remember I had to fight a little bit to... Yeah. For spirit days and stuff. Yeah. For your for your art club, however we want to say it. But I think it's definitely better now. It's so nice to see progress. It's good to see. Like, I felt like when I went to university, my school did a 360, because we have, like, a GSA-type club, but... No one goes to no it. No one hears about it. Oh, yeah, no. They only just this semester opened one up, opened one up at my campus. There's one at the yeah. other campus, but not yeah. at mine. But I would never go to it. Yeah. People don't go to it, which is... You know, universities always want to spread inclusivity and whatnot, but I feel like in high school, oddly enough, it's easier than in university. Yeah, it's weird. People it's don't weird. Care. People don't care as much in university, yeah. though. They're like, oh, cool. Okay, go about your day. I don't care. Yeah. High school, it's weird because there's, like... It's targeted... Mm-hmm. But also, like, if it's big enough, they know not to mess with it. It's like a, yeah. it's a weird like scale, and it yeah. can tip on both sides either way. Mm-hmm. It's either there's like no one, and it's like great time to get picked on, or it's like so big that they're, they're like untouchable. Yeah, and it flip flops like by month almost. <laughs> yeah, <honestly. laughs> it literally did. <laughs> um, yeah, like. Uh, when I was there, it was definitely a fun environment, and I felt with the people that I surround myself with in grade 11 and 12 when I started becoming more educated on the whole community, I started fully cutting off people in my life who were just rude or made, just did not understand or support the community like if they were growing there then i was like okay good progress but if they weren't Mm -hmm. i was like it's (laughs) it's a fine line of because there's a lot of people say things just because they don't know exactly and it just takes someone to be like hey maybe don't don't say that don't say that or phrase it this way instead yeah it's like even at work like um i will freak some of the staff would be like hey like i don't really know much about it can you help yeah you know like teach me some stuff or like you know tell me what's appropriate and what's not yeah and sometimes the way they ask stuff isn't but like, yeah that's when you have the opportunity to correct and i have no problem mm-hmm. doing that because they're like they gotta learn somewhere yeah and obviously the internet's not the best sometimes yeah no um, exactly like i always because i knew nothing <laughs> and i wanted to learn things and learn the correct way to say things so i usually just would not say anything and just when I hung out with you guys, just kind of observe and mm. then ask a lot of questions when it was warranted. <laughs> um, but did you ever find there are people who really wanted to learn, but it came off as kind of rude? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there's uh, this there's this kid, the new kid at work. Um, okay. He's like 17. But um, just like the way he would like go about things, he was clearly mm. very like not aware of his own 
privilege, I guess. Mm, okay. I, had to, I had to explain to him that male privilege is, exists in this country. Okay. And he's like, oh, did you notice a difference? I'm like, of course I did. I can walk down the street now and not have to fear being catcalled. Yeah. Not that I did anyway. I was a gross 14-year-old. But, um, like, it, it's just... it's When you're put in the situation of, like, essentially being given privilege, mm-hmm. it's wild. Yeah. It's really weird. Especially, like, living with both. Mm-hmm. And, like... I'm male passing, I'm white, I'm able-bodied, like, yeah. I'm not going to get targeted. Mm-hmm. If I was a black trans person, for example, different story, right? Right. Um, that alone, they get treated completely differently mm-hmm. medical, in medical situations yeah. and social situations as well. Like, there's a lot of problems when it comes to race and sexuality and gender identity and stuff, and like, you would think in a community about marginalized groups... You'd think there wouldn't be racist. You'd think. <laughs> but you know, there was something I had um, on my story. That I think it might be still there. But it mm-hmm. said, like, your queerness doesn't absolve your racism. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, like, you being gay doesn't allow you to be yeah, an no, awful sorry. person and, yeah. like, be racist. It doesn't give you, yeah. like, a pass to do that, right? And I've seen that happen so much. It happens which so is often. so... You, you really think that people who are in a community that is getting to be accepting and involving inclusivity and diversity that they wouldn't still be like that but i guess it's it's It's, still different it's yeah and seeing other trans people like police how other trans people act it's like you aren't that person yeah let them live yeah it's their life not yours don't this is for a community it's about acceptance Mm -hmm. what are you doing i i still don't understand that when people just they look at people in the lgbtq plus community and they're treating them differently when they really shouldn't be and it started like that so long ago that people are just groomed to think that way and i've always thought now that we're in a modern society you have to be educated you have no reason not to be but some people are still raised like that Mm -hmm. and that should be the crime not the person that they're targeting you know what i mean yeah i think so it's really annoying (laughs) and i come from a um privileged university and it's like we went backwards with that that doesn't surprise me and like i'm in a program where i I don't even maybe a few i don't even know that there's many openly out people if any and like because of the demographic of your student body because yeah exactly and it's just sad because I'm sure if there is someone who wanted to come out, they wouldn't feel comfortable because our school's like a cult. And <laughs> it is such a strict group of people that it's disheartening to see because our high school was very, getting to a point where it was very inclusive. Yeah, and for once. For, for once and it's, yep. And then I went to that school and everyone was the same person. And even our... Um, Q plus club, I think it's called. I don't know much about it, so I don't want to speak too much about it. But mm-hmm. I did hear it's a cute from, name for it. it is a cute name for it. I like <laughs> it a lot. Um, but I haven't seen them do anything. I hope that they are doing things because I'd love to join. But um, like from what I heard from a lot of people, it's a lot of allies and not a lot of that community. And I don't know if it's just by coincidence that's not who goes to our school. But I mean, having that as our image probably doesn't welcome those people in anyways like they don't they wouldn't want to come join Mm -hmm. which is totally fair and our school we have the rainbow stickers around and whatnot 
mm-hmm. but we've never seen it in that environment and it's again is it just because of the demographic or is it because of what the school portrays yeah see like for me it's pretty different because like i'm at yeah. art school yeah <laughs> Um, at first I didn't think there was many like queer kids in my, in my, in my program alone, but mm-hmm. like there are, um, and it's super <laughs> awesome because it's kind of like you have a little mini community within yeah. something that's already a community within mm-hmm. my program. Cause it's small. Yeah. Um, and just like just around people will have their, like a pride pin on their bag or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just makes me happy. I wish there was a little more you could do than, you know, having a pin on your bag to be yeah. like, oh yes, here I am. Yeah. And be visible. But it's something small and it's enough Mm -hmm. right it's enough to you know maybe help someone that's not fully out to themselves yet there is a community that's prevalent that people can join Mm -hmm. um i know my school had lgbtq plus orientation activities Mm -hmm. and but no one knew about them i found out through a don who was promoting them but Mm -hmm. no one knows about them which again like, they need to make that more prevalent because maybe there are kids who are still mm-hmm. thinking of coming out and there are communities that, they, why would they, you know? And mm-hmm. I have met people who did not fully come out but told small groups of people, like very small groups of people mm-hmm. in our school. But the fact that, again, we're going backwards. Like, a lot of high schools are moving towards, not every high school, but a mm-hmm. lot of high schools are moving towards that more inclusive community. But yeah. Queens, Queens has like that that image. Yeah, exactly. Like you can you can picture the overall mm-hmm. demographic of it, and yeah. it doesn't exactly scream pride. No, <laughs> and I wish I that like it, it did, should, but it, it should. Like it should a little more. Yeah, and even just that's the case with like the in, like the business industry that I'm going into. They're the same way. Yeah. Which is so like it makes me so mad because there's no reason for these like for that community to be seen as different or not as yeah Yeah. and it's just because of the industry how it portrays its image why would it portray it that way if the world is changing it's supposed to be a changing industry yeah i get heated about this so i I can go off yeah i feel that Mm -hmm. because that's also something that like well if if you do then come out you're afraid of being treated differently because of it yeah being treated lesser I mean, here it's less prevalent, Mm -hmm. but it's still an issue, Mm -hmm. and I think it will be still for a while, like, progress is being made, but it's not, like... It's not there yet. Up there. Unless you know you're at a company that's very, like, yes, inclusivity. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. And they're moving there, but... Or some company, the worst the companies that that promote that they are, and then you get there, and they don't... Oh, yeah, they just do it for the, the capitalist benefit? Yep. That's what Pride is. Yep. Interesting. Um, yeah. And interesting how um, Black History Month gets um, no recognition N- nothing? because yeah. they can't capitalize on it without looking racist. And capitalize on Pride, though. Yeah. The rainbow and anything, people will eat it up. Yeah. Like, I, in the summer, um, we did a whole, like, retail analysis on how so many retail companies were using it, which, it's good, but then you see the... It's real. It's both sides to it. <laughs> yeah. There's the there's the companies that are like genuinely supportive, and then mm-hmm. there's the companies that are just using it to essentially like capitalize on you yeah know, their stuff. Yeah. Which sucks. That's why I do your research before you support things. Yeah. Like um, there's a dice company um, 
that I recently bought dice from. And then um, if you do some digging on their social media, they're following and you know not and following people who aren't supportive, and like you know have that general idea of not being supportive. But in June they had a Trevor Project yeah donation thing. It, it's weird because it's so easy to not make that mistake. <laughs> you would think. But Especially within like the D&D community, which is pretty LGBT. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm not going to generalize. Yeah. But like for me and then like the stuff I watch online and um, they, the people make a pretty good point of like saying that like queer people exist in this world mm-hmm. and it's normal. Yeah. Which makes me really so happy. Um having that representation is something that's literally fiction. Mm-hmm. It's fiction that they're writing as it goes, right? <laughs> it's like the dumbest thing ever, but it's, it's just a small little piece that's like more normalized. Mm-hmm. And it really, really makes a difference. It makes, yeah. me, it makes my heart happy. Yeah, it makes my heart happy. <laughs> um, okay, let's just go back to transitioning a little bit because I'm sure a lot of people are still either don't know much about it or are looking to go into transition see what that's like so what did you not expect about undergoing transitioning not expect mm-hmm. um i mean they do a pretty damn good job of telling you everything beforehand because mm-hmm. it's permanent yeah a lot of it is permanent anyway especially when you go on hormones mm-hmm. i can't speak for trans girls obviously it's very different um but for me i'm um i'm female to male so obviously hormones hit a lot harder than um trying to go they're trying to take estrogen after you've already gone through male puberty Mm -hmm. um so a lot of my changes are permanent and they do a really really good job of like telling you everything right from a medical perspective because you know they have to (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) um so there weren't many surprises in that case i think i was um i don't think there were any like bad surprises i think it was more just like how quickly everything happened or at least how like like how quickly time went yeah like it's weird to think that i've almost been on t for a year mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that it feels like it's been forever but yeah. also like not a long not a long time at the same time mm-hmm. it's it's weird it's yeah. like a, i'm in like a time bubble do you do it every two weeks every is week it, I, every I, week is the yeah. shot but okay. it's different for every person depending yeah. on their dosage some are every two some are every one some are every month mm-hmm. it depends um Having a fear of needles, though, is annoying. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm getting there. Would you consider doing surgery later on in life? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on a waiting list for top surgery. Oh, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for a call now. Yeah. The wait list in Ontario, though, is so long. It's three years. Oh, my gosh. But there's one in Montreal that I'm going to. Ooh. Um, is it Sarah, then? Yeah. It's like six months. Oh, that's so good. Incredibly exciting. So they finished my file, so I'm just waiting. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm incredibly excited. Can't yeah. wait for them to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then is there other surgeries that you can do? They're yeah, right. But um, they're not as other. Not. I mean, it depends on your different definition yeah. of necessary. Right. right. Uh, for me personally, nah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are options. Um, but for me personally, just the amount of quote unquote risk, right? There's too much work for not as, not that much reward to be honest. Yeah. For me personally. That's fair. To someone else it could be like, could be the big thing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, what struggles have you experienced post transition? 
You're chilling right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm vibing. Um, <laughs> maybe just, like, family trying to catch up. But even then, I've been really, really fortunate of, like, them being really understanding and trying. Mm-hmm. Like, my granddad still dead names me. But, like, it's my granddad. Yeah. Like, it's not the end of the world. He's trying. But your family has gotten Because I remember at the beginning, it took them a little bit. Yeah, it definitely took them a little bit. But yeah. that's also because they've known them. Like, I'm their kid. That yeah. They decided a name from my birth. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know... They're like, oh, yes, we're having a girl. Haha, <laughs> lol, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I think that's probably been, like, the only struggle. But it doesn't hit as hard as it used to because I have so much more I can be, like, content about mm-hmm. with me versus, you know, it's not like I'm pre-T, pre-everything, pre-name, pre-this, pre-that. Yeah. Um, and then they're dead naming me and I'm yeah. just, like, stuck. I have so much more to, like, validate myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, now it's your legal name. And also, I mean, as you go through college, you're meeting a lot more people and you're introducing yourself as Han instead of people who knew you. Before, yeah. Before. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I get um, in, I get at work constantly, is your name really Han or Han or whichever way they go? And I'm like, no, my name's Theodore. Yes, it's Han. <laughs> Why would I? What? I feel like there. I get. I get both. I get either that or I get ah Han Solo. Yeah. I get both. Um, it actually happened um yesterday or the day before. He's like, is it Han or Han? I'm like, I don't care. I get called both. Um, he's like, all right. I'm calling you Han. Like Han Solo. I was like, sick. <laughs> it's kind. It's kind. It's kind of fun. I have never called you Han, but now I feel like I have to. Yeah. I only get called Han at school. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I was there like, is it Han or Han? I'm like, I don't care. And they're just like, cool, we're going to call you Han. I was like, sick. All right. If someone called you Han, that was like our friend, I would just kind of do a double take. Do a double take, yeah. Because it's, you know, with my old name and stuff, it just kind of makes sense for you yeah. to be Han. Han. Mm-hmm. But eh, I get called both. It's not the end of the world. It's, I'm not going to be picky about it because I'm going to get yeah. called both for the rest of my life. Yeah, so there you go. Exactly. I mean, my name is mispronounced. And it's straightforward, so. How do you mispronounce Kelly? Like, Keli? I've gotten that so many times, you'd be surprised. What? Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. But that's not even, like... <laughs> whenever someone... Whenever, if, everyone, if anyone gives me their name as Kelly at work, I will ask if it's I or Y. Yeah. I, but I've... I, <laughs> Keli. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, if I was to look at your name, I won't go, hmm, that says Keely. That says Kelly. Yeah. What? I mean, it's just really where people are from and their backgrounds. So. And some cultures pronounce it differently. Okay. So, obviously, you have a lot of allies in your circle. How can someone who is not in the LGBTQ plus community become an ally? In your Educate opinion? yourself. Yeah. Um, It makes such a difference, whether that's even just the small thing of just following queer people online a lot of them mm-hmm. are already pretty loud about yeah themselves like cello man for example showing you before mm-hmm. all his stories are is just advocating because he's trans or i guess he's genderqueer but he's also deaf and he's also a person of color oh, wow. okay. so like he's an advocate for all sorts yeah that i think is really really good his what he does is a really really good resource to like learn from mm-hmm. um and it really opens your eyes about not just like being like a trans ally but just like or like lgbtq ally even just like privilege related stuff yeah it's just it's really really cool um 
even in like media and stuff find some queer people follow them on whatever mm-hmm. learn from them and if you want more go online or yeah. even to try and find like maybe a local group or something and be like hey i just want to learn mm-hmm. and the nine times out of ten people will probably be like would like oh, welcome you with open arms 100 percent, yeah 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 like that's how i found it was for me because you can't really educate yourself so much by googling stuff no you can only google so much without yeah. like you know finding stuff overlap if something is too scientific i feel like it just reads wrong yeah it so. sounds it sounds like um queer people are like patients or just like these like objects you have to like dissect yeah. and it becomes they it loses like the human aspect of them like, yeah people too come on now yeah like same thing goes for mental illness and people who are trying to support friends with mental illness oh, reading yeah I'm not gonna help you <laughs> No. You have to talk to people and like I try to spread a lot of my personal um tips, I guess, to help people mm-hmm. going through mental illness. But again, you can only really get that from a real person if you look online. It's not it's gonna tell you maybe what their disorder is, but every disorder is so different per person. And yeah. not to say obviously anyone in the community is sick, but um it goes the same way, like if you read maybe what a certain like if someone's a lesbian and you don't know what that means let's just say mm-hmm. like reading about it can only do so much yeah you need to know from experience what that can do to support them you know what i mean yeah or just you know be a decent human being there so you I, go you don't even have to do much research no, you don't. You, don't, you shouldn't have to do research you shouldn't to, have to. Uh, to you know have uh, human respect yeah <laughs> but um you never know where what situation you're in yeah you know, sometimes you just run into not so great people and and it, it sucks because that that's sometimes. how they were raised too. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of people who find it hard to grasp it are people who were raised differently. Yeah. Which it's getting better now because more people are more educated and aware, but mm-hmm. they still exist. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you wish you could tell those who are not in the LGBT plus community about supporting them? Maybe something that's annoyed you, something you wish people would do. Don't make such a big deal about pronouns. If mm-hmm. someone tells you these are your pronouns do it yeah you correct someone's dog's pronouns on a dime do it yeah. to a person not to compare a human to a dog yeah but like if someone's like oh what's his name and they go oh she you like that right yeah it, apply that same logic to a person mm-hmm. perhaps um if you're honestly just be respectful yeah that's what it comes down to a lot of people just or they try to understand it too much to a point where it comes off as not respect a little bit depends on the person it depends on the person and it depends on the situation how much like in their like how much how far how far their head is up their ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's honestly just human it's just respect yeah that's all it is and I feel like that's what a lot of people in the community just ask for as like a, as a base. Yeah. That's like the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if someone tells you that's their name, don't be like, mm, it's your name. No. That's their name. That's they it. told you. Deal with it. Yeah. Those are their pronouns. Deal with it. Deal with it. And I know there's a lot of people that if they it's know someone. It's... Yeah. If they know someone that's transitioned and they knew them before mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people who have struggled to call someone by their correct pronouns because they've known them for that long. Yeah, for sure. But those people, those same people that I know are the ones that are, like, they'll say, like, they'll accidentally call, let's say, like, someone accidentally calls you she instead mm-hmm. of he. And they'll go, oh my gosh, like, 
I yes it happens. Yeah, like it happens, but if you correct it, then it's really not a big deal. And mm. I know some people will get like really upset that they accidentally called you by the wrong pronoun. But if some you're do. if it, you're trying to fix it, it depends. It's it's so situational because some people like some even trans people will go like crazy um, mm. if um, you know wrong pronunciation, which is which is fair because it's frustrating. Oh yeah. Like I know I, I definitely I was like that as well. Mm-hmm. I know. Like even after even after I was out for a while, I would still get the wrong pronoun or, or you know like the wrong title, like being called man at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. It hurts. So it's understandable why they react that way. Mm-hmm. And I guess just from like an outside perspective, just like be patient mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Like a combination of patience and respect, I think, is like the two main things mm-hmm. you would need to you know, like be the best ally you can be. For sure. I think that's all we're going to talk about in today's podcast. But Han, thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course. It was so great to hear your story. And I'm sure that your experience is really going to help someone hopefully listening and help them come out if that's what they're thinking of. But thank you all for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at at the girl recovering and I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.